All right, it's Rock and Roll Death Brigade podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is Monday, May 30th, 2022. I hope everyone's doing good out there and having a, uh, a good Memorial Day remembrance of those who have uh, lost their lives in the military. It's uh, a day of uh, commemorating and honoring them in some form or another. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses, or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. 
So pretty interesting stuff. Uh, anyways, hopefully you're spending some time with family and ready to listen to some heavy metal music with me and uh, get some, some of the crazy news going on in the world. Um, before we do get rocking with some music, we're going to talk about some of the things going on at uh, my personal site, randyrocketcody.com, as well as uh, themetalden.com, of course. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, start with... Uh, I have um, part three for the uh, Chris Cornell Truth for Chris report that will be posting at randyrocketcody.com tomorrow. A lot of people have been asking me, again, when is that posting? It is posting tomorrow. That is part three. Had a huge reaction to uh, part two, so that was awesome. A lot of people read that and told me they were just blown away by it, that I just nailed it. Just just hit it dead on the money. So I really appreciate that. You know who you are out there. Uh, Troy, one of my uh, favorite favorites who follows me on both my Twitter and um, both my Twitter and Facebook uh, he goes by on you'll find him on twitter.com forward slash end of century my buddy Troy and he used to be in a Ramones tribute band um, really cool guy follows me on like I said both both my uh, social profiles really smart guy he gets it He's been sharing and uh, really supporting all my uh, truth reports for years, really. And I really do appreciate it. And, of course, all the music, the bands that I promote at TheMetalDen.com. He's always been real supportive. So, really, it's, it's big thanks to everybody out there like Troy who, you know, who are sharing my work and, and spreading the word out there. Uh, you don't have to do that. I really appreciate it, you know. And it's really cool to talk to you and, 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 and have cool conversations with you because some people out there are, are just like me. They really do uh, ha have some some <laughs> knowledge about what is going on in terms of the occult. And, um, you know, they're not just living with blinders on and are open-minded. So those are the kind of people I like to talk to. The other people who are not open-minded, I'm not really interested <laughs> in talking with. You know, the people that want to argue with me on, on Facebook and whatnot, it's just, I don't have time for that. You know, it's like these crazy Chris Cornell uh, groupies come after me. And it's like, come on, you know, there's only so much time in the day and I have to like get stuff done. So I'd love to talk to everybody, but really, I just don't have time in the day to sit and talk to every single person that hits me up uh, that wants to talk to me online. You know, I just don't, I, I'd like to talk to everybody, but, and answer all the questions out there. Unfortunately, a lot of times what happens is, is I'll, I'll get uh, blocked or whatnot from doing that, from being able to leave comments by Facebook, you know, for no reason. Part of the whole censorship thing going on, and you've seen a lot more of these groups, if you look at the Facebook groups, uh, if you don't post in them and you, you know, are regularly doing it like me, and have a lot of content that you normally post, then you're not going to notice these things, you know. But there's a lot of censorship going on on Facebook within uh, their Facebook groups. You know, they're really heavily, like, it's it's totally ridiculous. Some of these people running these these pages and their, and their rules that they have, you know. 
So you have to abide by them. But at the end of the day, you know, there is a thing called free speech, you know, and a lot of these people don't, they're self-serving. They only want to put up what they want to put up. Uh, um, you know, when it comes to like Chris Cornell, I've been getting a lot of rejects declined. They won't let me post my content in their, their news group. And it's like, what are you afraid <laughs> of getting out there? You know, it's kind of scary when you think about it. It's like, do you not understand what free speech means? And that whether you agree with me or not, I have the right to post and get my, my information out there, my opinion, as long as I'm not you know, posting uh, horrendous, horrendous stuff that's totally, you know, off the wall. You know, a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm posting is, is supported by all sorts of different evidence and, and pieces of evidence that, you know, things that have even gotten released Freedom of Information Act from the government, from the United States government. That I'm providing you, uh, like I'll be doing in, in the upcoming, actually on June 1st, I'll be doing the um, first part of the new Zodiac killer investigation report. Of course, you know, I've got my uh, new prime suspect, Michael Aquino, from the Temple of Set, formerly Church of Satan. And that, that is my new prime suspect in that case. And so I think it's really uh, something people need to, to look at because I've been... I named him back in 2019, and uh, and then all he suspiciously, they announced that he dies. Although there's no official obituary that I've seen, uh, you know, it's just really suspicious that after I named him as the Zodiac Killer, he was doing all sorts of interviews on <clears throat> on YouTube and <clears throat> and then all of a sudden he's 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 not doing them. So, I find that rather interesting. But uh, we'll see. Uh, we're going to have a whole lot of information that's going to be getting dropped on all your heads because a lot more stuff's been coming out about Michael Aquino uh, since he died, you know, which I, I can tell you right now, I've got sources telling me he's not dead. <clears throat> and that he's really at the top, 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 top of the uh, ladder in terms of within the military-industrial complex uh, as far as, as power. You know, with the NSA, and uh, he's he's with a whole lot of different important uh, rogue elements going on in the United States government that uh, the people just don't have any understanding about. And so that's, you know, that's, and that's how I'm going to be able to show you why he was, the, I believe he was the Zodiac killer, how it relates to his military background, what he did when he served uh, for the military, the United States military, and then when he subsequently was becoming part of this whole satanic movement and, and had his own um, his own cult really going on, as well as tying him to the Presidio um, investigation for the daycare scandal that went on in around the same time in the um, what they call satanic panic back in the 80s, McMartin Preschool and all that, and so... I'm going to investigate all that stuff. It's a three-part report starting June 1st. You've got to uh, make sure and subscribe for $9.99 a month at randyrocketcody.com to get hooked up to all that unlimited content. And I'll have uh, coming up here shortly, we'll get started uh, as we head closer towards uh, July. We're going to do the Chester Bennington reports. 
So probably sometime more in like the later part of, I think, June to the start of July is when the first part will post. And then it will lead up to the 20th, which is his his death uh, anniversary, his fifth death anniversary. And it was Chris Cornell's uh, birthday, uh, the, the date that they found uh, Chester hanging. So it'll be really interesting when we get into all that stuff. Um, and we'll talk about that more here. Of course, we've got all this crazy news still going on with uh, Motley Crue and the stadium tour. And is that going to happen or not? Is that going to get canceled? I can tell you that from what I've been looking at, it, it's it's uh, in terms of I'm, I'm looking at the actual locations of where the concerts are going to take place. The first one, June 16th, is taking place at uh, Truist Park. It's a baseball park for the, uh, the Braves, Atlanta Braves. So Atlanta, Georgia, it's in Cobb County, and I've been researching all the numbers on that. And boy, they've been having a problem over there. So uh, we've had a huge surge going on in the United States. Just this, this past uh, month, it's, the numbers have been exploding. I mean, we're talking tripling in, in most instances all around the United States. So uh, I looked at the numbers, and actually in that Cobb County uh, the numbers got so bad at one point at the end of last month. So, it's, um, uh, no, I should say the uh, the end of month before last, so March. But technically, it was right at the end, right at the start of April. So it wasn't that long ago. They registered their worst numbers um, since the start of the pandemic. Um, and those numbers were so high off the charts in terms of, of new infections, okay, at this one point, at this one uh, date, that it registered all large public gatherings must be canceled. So this is where the Motley Crue show is going to take place, okay? We're talking about numbers Okay, that that are just it, it's and they're being underreported. That's the whole thing. It's it's underreported. These numbers could be ten times worse. So that's what the scary thing really is. And so we need to uh, see some some people in Washington step up, namely the president, uh, President Biden. Uh, as I understand it, with Fauci, they're going to sit down and try and look at these things and see what new mandates maybe need to put back in place. Um, People not wearing their masks, maybe haven't put their mask back on. Maybe we're going to have to, you know, push back some of these these uh, big stadium concerts like Motley Crue again another year. This is going to be their decision, not mine. I'm just telling you that the numbers are showing. Look, we've already had a million people die in the United States of America from COVID just in the past two years. These numbers are out of control. You've got people dying all over the place, and a, a, a lot of people just continue to act like there's no big problem going on. You know, and the fact of the matter is the numbers are showing that we are surging and th those that that surging uh, is something to be worried about because there's so many different variants now. And you just got you got to keep in mind that this thing keeps mutating and it's going to continue to have these mutations. And with that happening, you're going to have to constantly deal with uh, different infections uh, different infection uh, surges, if you will. And the only way that we're going to even try to even get this under control is if we, in a pub, the public 
situation keep that under control because that's how it's really spreading big time from what I can see is that you just don't have enough people taking it seriously that they need to wear their mask again, you know? And uh, so that's what looks like what they're going to have to make a decision on. And as well on these big, these big stadium concerts where you have that festival seating where anything, you know, you have too many people. It's like, like, you know, cows herding, you know, just all next to each other. And it's, it's not the cleanest situation, you know, during a pandemic. And so, especially with these, this, them saying that, that, that you've got an infection uh, uh, surge going on and, and people have been told not to wear their mask all around. Now it's time to, to put your mask back on, right? So anyway, so we're going to see what happens with all this. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, how, how Fauci and, and, and Biden, you know, deal with this. Because you've got one million uh, virus deaths in the United States, ladies and gentlemen. That's equivalent to a 9-11 attack every, 300, uh, every day for 336 days. So think about that again. I'll say it again. We have had 1 million people die from COVID in the United States of America. That is one 9-11 attack every single day for 336 days in a row. Think about that. It's a lot of people have lost their lives. It's as if Boston and Pittsburgh were wiped out completely. This is written, this comes from the AP wrote this, the Associated Press. So that's... You're talking about a lot of people that have lost their lives to this. And so the other thing I want to talk about real quickly is the, the reports come out of uh, from uh, Coachella's uh, Valley Nine Cities said that coronavirus cases spiked 77% after Coachella Festival's first weekend. So, and they say it was likely driven by the new Omicron subvariant BA2. So, like I said before, that's another thing they've got to keep in mind is that is the uh, how much how much infections going on out these these big shows, and how that's affecting everybody outside of that. So, you know the the word going around right now is is that they're going to have to postpone, cancel, whatever you want to look at doing with Motley Crue, and until this thing gets you know gets better, it's just getting worse, and there's a lot of cancellations going all around. I can see just looking at uh, on Twitter the different venues and everybody closing up right now. So we're only we're only literally 15, 16, 17 days away from the Motley Crue uh, Stadium Tour kickoff. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this this goes. Now, if they do actually let them do this Stadium Tour, uh, this is going to be the most interesting thing of all is to see how they actually pull it off because i don't think motley Crue is in any way shape or form ready for this thing they just stopped rehearsing okay they were only rehearsing for two weeks now nikki six says that they they're going on to production rehearsals with def leopard oh my lord after only two weeks basically two two or three weeks maybe tops of them of them uh you know Rehearsing after not being together for how many years? And Vince being in the shape that he's in. So it's going to be real interesting if they do actually get to the stadium tour. It, it could be the one of the biggest rock and roll disasters of all time. It's what it's shaping up to be. 
So we're going to see what happens. But some of the other stories you'll find at TheMetalDen.com, uh, Martyred has signed with Time to Kill Records. Uh, of Sulfur has signed to Century Media Records. Cinery has unleashed a new music video. Uh, Society One has debuted As I Die music video. And that's really good stuff. That's uh, I haven't uh, heard from that band in a while. Really good stuff. I think you're going to dig it. As I Die, and that's off the new album, Black Level 6. Uh, you've got Tribulation has signed a new worldwide deal with Century Media Records. And Malignant Aura, has uh, their new their debut album is streaming right now in its entirety. So all, all sorts of cool stuff to check out, themaildown.com. You know, I, I, I promote the, the heaviest uh, of the heavy in terms of heavy metal, the darkest of the dark. I'm promoting bands <clears throat> from all over the world that you're not going to find nobody else promoting. They don't talk about these bands. They talk about, you know, Ted Nugent and what he's got to say about I don't care about Ted Nugent, man. Ted Nugent is, is not heavy metal. So I, you're not going to see me talk uh, and promote Ted Nugent on my site about anything. His music, what he's got to say about anything. It's like... I'm just so tired of hearing about the same people and what they've got to say. It's like, and they just they just blow hearts. And just over and over and over, I have to hear the same things from these people. It's like, it gets annoying. Anyways, I just, I really hope that people take a look at what's going on at TheMetalDown.com and see how cool the bands are. You know, besides all the cool reports that we're doing um, and reporting that I'm, I'm giving you on Chris Cornell, Truth for Chris, and, and Chester Bennington. So, got a lot of other things coming up, uh, but I'll be up on, on the radio again coming up. Uh, WQEE, -E, WQEE 99.1, uh, and that's in Atlanta, Georgia, oddly enough. I'll be on that uh, radio program again uh, on June 1st, Wednesday, at 9 a.m. Eastern Time with uh, host Ryan O'Neill. And so uh, we're going to be talking about the Zodiac Killer case. I'm going to be getting into more of those details. And it's going to, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be heavy. So if you're really into this sort of thing and you want to really learn the truth about this case, this is the time to check it out. Yeah, and you're going to get that at uh, randyrocketcody.com as well, okay? All right, well, listen, I want to send thanks out to everyone who's been supporting my sites and, you know, just sending cool messages in terms of telling me that you like what I'm doing. I'm sorry I can't answer everybody's questions out there and spend more time with everybody talking uh, and chatting on the uh, direct message or instant messenger or whatnot. I just there's a lot of you that hit me up. I would love to talk with with everybody, but it just it gets hard for me to be able to do all my reporting and do the work at the sites and, and, and talk to everybody at the same time. So I do try to follow back and, and let everybody know. And this is my way of just saying thank you again for your support for checking out my sites. All right, okay, let's get rocking with some music.
So why don't we dive right in by interpreting one of the easiest events in the last 20 years of American history. Now, can someone tell me why in 1975 we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnamization to win popular support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the various American but illegal Saigon regimes. Is she right? Because I know that's the popular version of what went on there. I know a lot of people like to believe that. I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in a classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up to my knees in rice paddies with guns and Edward going up against Charlie, slugging it out with him, while pussies like you were back here partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to my goddamn Beatle albums. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, Professor, take it easy, will you? I mean, these kids, they were in grade school at the time. And me, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Well, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. But since you want to help, maybe you can help me, okay? You remember that thing we had about 30 years ago called that Korean conflict? Yeah, where we failed to achieve victory. How come we didn't cross the 38th parallel and push those rice eaters back to the Great Wall of China and take the first brick, brick, brick and nuke them back into the fucking Stone Age River? How come? Tell me why? Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Because Truman was too much of a pussy wimp to let MacArthur go in there and blow out those commie bastards. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> a good teacher. He really seems to care about what I have no idea.
human beings will do anything, anything, I am convinced. That's why when all those beheadings started in Iraq, didn't bother me, I took it right in stride. A lot of people here were horrified. Ah, oh, beheadings, beheadings. What, are you fucking surprised? Just one more form of extreme human behavior. Besides, who cares about some mercenary civilian contractor from Oklahoma who gets his head cut off? Fuck him. Fuck him. Hey, Jack, you don't want to get your head cut off? Stay the fuck in Oklahoma. Stay the fuck in Oklahoma. They ain't cutting off heads in Oklahoma, as far as I know. But I do know this. You strap on a gun and go strutting around some other man's country, you better be ready for some action, Jack. You better be ready for some action. People are touchy about that sort of thing. And let me ask you this while I have you good, clean Americans here. This is a, a moral question, not rhetorical. I'm looking for the answer. What is the moral difference between cutting off one guy's head or two or three or five or ten and dropping a big bomb on a hospital and killing a whole bunch of sick kids? Has anybody in authority given you an explanation of the difference? I have not gotten an email on this. No one will talk to me. I haven't gotten a postcard, not a fucking instant message, nothing.
Okay, we do uh, a number of our URP. It's a number called Hand of Doom.
Alexa, thank you. You also have a song like Josephine mm -hmm. that is like the courtly, I, I, it's like Lady Jane or something. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I am on bended knees for mm -hmm. you, madam. Which you is know. what that song literally was. Wow. That song, um, I sang to Vicky from the telephone before we were married. Wow. And her first indication, I think, of me, I'm going to ask her to marry me and the first indication was me singing that song um and weirdly i don't know that i thought it was going to have that impression when i was sitting on the phone singing it i thought look i wrote i wrote you a song um and instead of the, instead of the name josephine it, it was vicky oh, wow. and and uh what i ended up doing because when we were first dating it was all in paris because she lived there at the time and i met her there and and uh one time um we were looking at, she, she was telling the story about how when she moved there, she, she had an apartment that overlooked the Leon Belieb, which is where the Napoleon's ashes were buried, and how she'd read stories about, you know, the sacrifices that he would make, uh, and how it was so moving to her. So that name kind of became Vicky's name in the song. I recorded a version of that for Carry On, and I don't remember what all the lyrics were specifically, but I missed it. It, it wasn't right. It didn't have any of what it has now. Yeah. And I felt like it belonged on this album. And, and the way that I finished it really was ignoring any... I don't remember what chords I used necessarily. The chorus was more or less the same. Um, but I just tried to put myself back in, in that moment. But with all of the feelings that I have for her now kind of in there still... Yeah. I think there's more, there, there has to be more weight to it and there, there's much more substance to it. You know, we've had children and we've been through yeah. insane things. And so that's in there, but it's still from that courtly perspective, that, yeah. like you put it. Yeah. It's so great that you could play that song in its earliest stage for Vicky, you know, because if, if, if the idea of getting married is like really not happening with her, it can be like, well, it's just a song. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just the guy in the song. It's that, a character. It's not really what I'm trying to suggest for us. That, I, I think that might have been what I was trying to do, which is test the waters <laughs> test and see where I am so I don't make an idiot out of myself. Yeah, yeah. And then... Hey, get this song. She, she was so smart at the time, even though she was only 23, she, uh, she, didn't, she didn't respond enough in a way where I could really glean any... <laughs> 
I, I couldn't draw any conclusions from her reaction. <laughs> you got to write another song. Now, she's, now she says, God, I couldn't believe it when you were singing that to me, that you didn't show up the next day with a ring. Wow. I'm like, wow. No, I okay, was. Then. I just wasn't sure. That was testing the waters. Easy, easy. It's just a song. <laughs> like a raven in a cave.